it's pretty pricey to hold on to a physical body and then bury it, right? Now, if you opt for a vault, which is kind of those lined, sealed, concrete receptacles, for lack of a better word. So if you want to do that with the casket, instead of like burying it underground, it's going to raise the price tag. So that adds another like $1,500 to it. So that brings you up to almost $9,500. Welcome to the Rich and Regular podcast presented by Success, where we explore life at the intersection of money. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Julian. And today's episode is about the shocking, wild <laughs> cost of funerals. Funes. Yeah. I always think about that meme where somebody on Twitter found out how expensive a casket is. And he was like, just bury me loose. Listen, put me in a Folgers can <laughs> and call it a day. I know. So I've been... Uh, I have, it's weird because I've been like wanting to have this conversation, but also actively avoiding it because like I'm a human being just like everyone else. And so mm-hmm. I understand that like, you know, you don't wake up wanting to talk about death. I, I would imagine people in this industry do, mm-hmm. but I'm not one of those people. But as a money nerd and someone that was really curious about it and, and also respectfully as someone who is in their lower 40s and I have parents and, lower you know, 40s. I don't know how, how you say it. <laughs> In your 40s is fine. Nah, you have to qualify. Big range, yeah. big range. But I'm thinking about my parents, right? And I'm yeah. naturally thinking like this could happen like oh, relatively soon. This is something yeah. that I need to emotionally prepare for. And mm-hmm. just like everything else, it's like I need to emotionally prepare for it, but I also need to financially yeah. prepare have for it. Have a clear it. credit card. What does that mean? What does that look like? How much are we talking about? Oh, yeah. What are your expectations? And, and I'll be honest, the first thought for me was that it, and this is super uncomfortable just off the bat, but like I was like, wow, like I feel like there are certain people in my family that have really grandiose expectations, mm-hmm. but have not expressed a single thing to oh, me. Oh, yeah. But the expectation would be that, I mean, but yeah, but you're going to, you know, we're going out with a bang. Like it's. Yeah. And they have expressed the expectation, but usually to like a friend or a sister or something. Like, wow. you know, they, you start to hear as the person who's responsible yeah. for the service, like, well, she always wanted mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. So you're, you're going to make that happen for her, right? Yeah. And we got to invite all the sisters from the such and such, which changes the venue location. You remember and, such and such from, mm-hmm. from, from over around the way, And I right? talked to her, and she and her eight children are coming up. So now we need, you know. You know they want to pay their respects. Yeah. So we're going to need Got to up church. the catering budget. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so listen, we have already (laughs) gotten off to a really interesting start. I I have to start with a couple of disclaimers. Just uh, listen, we are talking about a very uncomfortable subject. And so just like in advance, I want to apologize if if anyone feels like offended or anything like that. Obviously, we're not going to go off the rails, but at least I don't anticipate that we will. But we're talking about death. We're talking about losing our loved ones. It can be uncomfortable for some people. It can be triggering. So, hey, if this is not something that you feel like listening to, I totally understand if you want to unplug. If you're like us and you're like, ooh, I knew it was one of those things I needed to think about, yeah. talk about, but I didn't. I'm glad they did the research. That's how I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm doing this so that you don't have to do it. Yeah. So there's that. 
But yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. The numbers that we share that we found are pretty wild. Um, and I think it's important that everyone knows this so that they don't have to really deal with the sticker shock while they're also in the moment dealing with the loss of someone that they love. And so hopefully this is one of those episodes that even if you don't listen to it now, you can save it and say, all right, well, I don't need to do the research on my own. Julian and Kirsten have already done that. Also, before we jump into this, I want to apologize uh, in advance. That's a lot of apologies, but I want to apologize. All the hedging. All the, hedging. <laughs> the this, attorneys are disclaimers. quite happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we are not experts in religion, and so we might mess around and get something wrong or miscategorize something. That's fine. We are also ignorant in the sense that we are not well-versed in every religion available. And so what we're speaking of uh, is really uh, based in the Christian faith mm-hmm. and those kinds of practices. And so apologies to anyone who does not subscribe to those and was wondering whether or not we would do a deep dive on that if they're yeah. different. I don't know. Okay, one more apology, I think. Hold Dang. On. Well, I, I, I'm, <laughs> this is a good apology. I'm, I I am apologizing because I, I feel like, I, at least I am, <laughs> being really awkward, uh, wanting to do my best to insert like some humor yeah. into this. Some and dark so, humor. Yeah, exactly. Dark humor. <laughs> I like that. But you know what? To your point about different cultures, in some cultures that's welcomed. I know in the Jewish culture, they're big fans of dark humor yeah. and have, you know, they they use some of the similar funeral and burial practices as Christianity, but a lot of them are very different. Yeah. And I, I won't say that it's because of the financial aspects, but I do think that some cultures are open to talking about this and dealing with this in a very different way than yeah. others may be. Yeah. Anyway. I think it's actually good timing because at the time of this recording, I'm not sure if those listening know, but Queen Elizabeth has died. Spoiler alert. And we've been watching at this point about a week's worth of pomp and circumstance surrounding her death. And the reaction to all of this ritual and tradition has created a lot of feedback. Like celebrity gossip aside, just the idea that, you know, some people think that it's really cool and honorable to see military processionals and, you know, all of this stuff happening. But on the other hand, some folks feel like it's overdone and inconvenient. Like they've closed a lot of public services for the next two weeks. So things like doctor's appointments, uh, flights that you may have arranged, things that you may have had planned are no longer happening because the queen died. And the country needs to mourn as a whole. So I actually got curious, also known as nosy, and tried to Google how much her her services have cost. And the articles say that the UK government hasn't yet disclosed and probably never will. But they haven't disclosed how much it'll be. But people can guess based on past royal funerals and the overall size of the ceremony, even though there isn't a recent precedent. So the most recent I would think that's comparable is looking at Princess Diana's funeral, which again, over 20 years ago, it was estimated back then to have cost between three and a half and five and a half million dollars. But this is the queen we talking about. So you also need to adjust that for inflation. Yeah, inflation. No expense will be. No, it was probably more like 10x. No expense will be spared for the queen. Like they brought in, you know, global luminaries and politicians. Like I know that the amount for this funeral is going to tower over that. So (laughs) not saying that I expect all of you to spend millions of dollars on a funeral, but the numbers that we're going to share are kind of the equivalent 
based on American net worth and yeah. what we know about, you know, how little people have saved. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So before we jump into some of the numbers that we found, um, I actually have a question for you, because I, yeah. I know you've given this. You've probably it's safe to say you've given this more thought than I have. But do you have I'm just curious, like, do you have vivid memories of a funeral that you've been to? Oh, yeah. And then like looking back, do you have like a visual of one that was like, oh, wow, that was like a pretty that, that yeah. must have been expensive. Yeah, I feel okay. like I've been to some pretty lavish, by Black American standards, funerals. <laughs> and, and I do have vivid memories of going to, like, a wake the day before, which had food. And then on the day of, I remember seeing the shiny casket and the silky interior and, like, that yeah. being a thing that they had upgraded the the fabric on the inside yes. to make sure that the, the, they were comfortable. I remember compliments on how good the body looked. And that's because they had brought in somebody from, you know, this famous funeral home. I remember, few, you know, huge funeral spray arrangements. The sprays are the flowers behind yeah, yeah, yeah. the casket. They had limousine processionals for the family. There were dove releases. The oh, repast wow. was catered. Like... Oh, and staff was there from the funeral home, like kind of choreographing and doing like being the ushers, the programs. This feels like a $40,000. Oh, yeah. I mean, the programs were printed on cardstock. First of all, they were in funeral. It's kind of like a wedding, except for death. Wedding vibes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the union between you and your Lord (laughs) instead of you and your, you know, your partner for life. But like the programs, which are expensive. If you've ever printed something in color hundreds of times, they're like books with like tons of pictures and they're like eight or nine, they ultimately become a collectible. Like I keep all my funeral programs. So it's funny that you say that <laughs> because you know this and, and this is off subject, but a bit related. I'm in the process of interviewing. I've been not interviewing. I've been volunteering heavily at our son's elementary school. Like I'm like all in it. I'm mm-hmm. like a Mr. Dad PTA right now. And I took over like all the creative design for the upcoming international night. And I submitted this first one and they loved it, but their concerns with like, I was, it's in color. So, <laughs> you know, it's a problem. I don't know what this is going to look like in black and white. Cause we got to print hundreds of them. So yeah. to your point about like their concern, being concerned about the cost yeah. that is top of mind right now. I don't have like vivid memories of, I've never been to like a, a lavish, I guess, funeral. <laughs> but I will say some of the things that you were talking about, I do remember uh, being at my godmother's wedding because mm-hmm. I remember uh, people reacting. It was, again, very clear memory of people responding to the funeral home. It was like, oh, well, they went with such and such, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, oh, I didn't, you know, yeah, as, again, as a marketer, brand. I was like, there's a name brand. There's a top tier. Yeah funeral home in your city or in your area. And so when people see it, they know. Mm -hmm. And very similar to your point, I I guess, hence the term royal treatment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I I think that's that that, those are really some of the memories that I have in my mind. But uh, that was only one. Most of the ones that I've gone to in the past have been like pretty simple, straightforward. Yeah. You know, grab your plate of chicken in the Yeah. In the (laughs) the fellowship hall. Yeah. 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 I mean, in any of those cases that I'm speaking of, I never really imagined what it would cost because in two of the cases, the deceased knew they were sick and had made arrangements in advance to kind of cover the cost through life insurance and whatnot. And in the other case, she had a full estate plan and attorney. So again, I knew the family wasn't burdened by it. I assumed... They were just following the instructions 
based on and their I can beloved. only imagine like how that changes the yeah. the, the mood the general feel right like yeah. which is part of the reason why we're going over this so mm-hmm. um, okay so why don't we uh, why don't we get into some of the stats okay so starting with some numbers this is based on a recent article in Fortune magazine but the median cost of a funeral with viewing in the United States in 2021 was almost $8,000 it was 7,000 $848, according to the National Funeral Directors Association. And that figure varies by state and city, but it only accounts for the funeral and the burial services. So not the flower displays, wow, not the okay. headstone, and not any of the associated, you know, other expenses that you have when you're when you're laying someone to rest. Yeah. And so of that $7,800, which is round to $8,000, you have a question? Does that include a choir? No. Okay, so the choir, if you wanted the choir to be there, that would be extra as well. Usually. It depends. So, like, if it's in a church and you're paying for the use of that facility, that typically comes with some sort of choir because choir members show up for duty. Yeah. But, like, if you are having it at a funeral home and need to bring in a choir, it may cost you if you don't belong to a home church, Mm -hmm. if you don't have somebody. That's why so many people choose... To just have like individual selections from from uh, guests that are attending the funeral. Oh yeah, no, no, my cousin can sing. Don't yeah, you worry about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of that seventy eight hundred eight thousand dollars is just around handling the body. Yeah. So it's removing the remains, embalming, other preparation of the body, and then the rest of it is kind of the logistics of how people can then see this prepared body. So it's the use of facilities, it's the hearse, it's the service car, the printed materials, the burial casket, like it's all that stuff. So it's a. Uh, it's pretty pricey yeah. to 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 hold on to a physical body and then bury it, right? Yeah. Now, if you opt for a vault, which is kind of those lined, sealed, concrete receptacles, for lack of a better word. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so if you want to do that with the casket instead of like burying it underground, it's going to raise the price tag. So that adds another like $1,500 to it. So that brings you up to almost... And then like everything else, this has all been impacted by inflation and the higher death rates that we've been seeing in the United States over the last couple of years. So these prices are based on 2021 and that was already up six and a half percent versus 2016. So I'm willing to bet if we looked at 2022 prices they would be higher than this. So cool, close to, you know, $10,000. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, let's just go ahead and try to round up uh, $10,000. And I haven't even had a plate of, I haven't eaten anything. Yet. Oh, yeah. You ain't had your church <laughs> your plate, point. no baked chicken. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, no, no. green beans. Nothing. No sheet cake. No flowers. Okay. No Ten, headstone. No. Yeah. Okay. So so on top of that, all right, so, so we're at 10000 right? And so on top of that, and, and we've mentioned a couple of these things. So now you've got... The wake or the repast or whatever they may call it, mm-hmm. um, given your your religious beliefs. Or both. Or both, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. It might be both. And then you've got catering, which some of those things, and typically it's like, well, this is going to be light, but this one's going to be like, you're going to get a meal. Then there might be, we talked about a choir or there might be performance, now that I'm thinking about it, like the- uh, Liturgical dancers. The what? Liturgical dancers. Liturgical. <laughs> The interpretive dancers. The mean. The, the minds. <laughs> the minds. 
apologize, y'all. I apologize. If yes, if you, like, <laughs> if you want a performing arts, if you want a performing arts portion yeah. of the funeral, that may cost you. Now, again, we I'm, should disclaim this and say a lot of this stuff is often given by the community, so it does cost somebody, but it don't necessarily cost you. Like there'll be meal trains yeah. so the family is fed, but this is all still money being spent. Somewhere. That is what I'm looking at, right? I'm looking at I'm looking at this purely from a financial perspective and looking at the amount of money that is involved yeah. in the burial and funeral process, right? So we talked about what what the sort of median is, but I'm just like adding up all of the other costs, right? So then there's also travel, right? Because mm-hmm. there are people and not everyone lives there and mm-hmm. these people got to come in from New York mm-hmm. and Texas. And you got to so, wait on them. Some pe- You got to wait for them. I would mm-hmm. imagine there might, uh, maybe there's a delay or an additional cost for waiting. I don't know. But I do remember having these very difficult conversations. Like mm-hmm. as I'm thinking back as uh, when I was a kid and I was like, oh, wow, I remember, uh, you know, these little, you know, conflicts and, mm-hmm. and really tough discussions in the living room that I wasn't allowed to be a part of. Exactly. And, and so now it's like all coming back. And then to your point, I, I looked this one up. Like, again, it doesn't include the headstone. Oh, and there's right? a lot so of like, stigma attached. There's a lot of status involved. Yeah. It's almost like a true reflection of your appreciation for someone Absolutely. is the extent to which you get a really nice headstone. And again, gosh, I, it's all coming back. So I just finished watching, uh, I've been watching, even though he, Asked that we not watch it, but I watched it anyway. Um, but there's like this Hulu series with uh, Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, his mom was did the best that she could, but she was a pretty hard mom, a hard knock life, and all that stuff. But they talked about how as he got older and he got some money, like he sort of reconciled internally. And one of the things that he did was he went back. Right. And mm-hmm. found the plot and then gave her a Yeah, he like proper exhumed head. the body. Yes, he exhumed the body and then gave her a proper he- headstone. And and I it just made me think, I was like, oh, I forgot that that was a thing. Oh, yeah. So all of that to say, we did some research and like the average cost of headstone, like depending on what you want. Like it could be one of those kind of like stone or maybe not stone. I don't know what that material is, but it, mm-hmm. it's like flat, sort of mm-hmm. lays on the ground. But then you've got like actual headstones mm-hmm. which are like made of granite and they're different styles yeah. but they range from like one thousand to three thousand dollars so you talk about the you know ninety five hundred plus travel plus food plus catering plus any of these other things that just come up plus headstone like if you go through all of those things like it's safe to say like we're talking about now fifteen fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. yeah and i listen i have been there when those conversations start happening and around it, who's gonna pay for too, it right? it's, like fast it's fast because you have to bury again the hospital is not and the funeral home aren't just gonna hold on to this body forever so you got about a week and a half depending on your religious requirements again some religions require that you bury the body within the first 48 or 72 hours right but you got to make some decisions very quick. Well, you slipped up and said hospital, right? So that's not including oh, yeah, any assuming there happened yeah. to have been like an emergency that triggered the death, right? Yeah. So then you also have likely, you know, ambulance fees mm-hmm. or all these other things. So like easily, yeah. easily we could like slip into the like the $20,000 range. Oh, yeah. Easily. I, I have seen families pull out their credit cards and oh, kind yeah. of just like split it where it's like we got 3000 on this one, 5000 on this one in the hopes <laughs> of getting reimbursed once some sort of death benefit comes in. I've seen frantic calls 
made to rich, yeah, distant me relatives. Of the Lil Rel. Uh, oh was yeah, a Lil Rel special. Oh yeah, uh, the one that he shot where I think he was on the West Coast in a gym at a high school, and he had a whole bit about this where he got the call, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was from the, the family nephew. How yeah, you doing? All of us are sitting here. Everyone's here. Your auntie's here. Everybody's mm-hmm. here. We we were so proud of you. Mm-hmm. We're so so mm-hmm. proud of you. Well, you know your uncle Jeremy. Yes, yeah. and we need a couple thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. People get really creative when it comes down to how to finance it all. It's just like, it's a lot. So I think what we want to cover first are a couple of ways to kind of bring the cost down and then kind of go from there. So the first option is to donate the body to science, right? Donating a body is the only zero cost end of life kind of ritual that I know of, but it varies on how you can do it by state. So some states will have like these anatomical boards where you can contact them if you want to be a donor in advance. And then other states require you to reach out to institutions directly to see if you qualify. But if you want to donate your body to, to science, I think it's actually evolved now because of COVID that in the hospital, they'll give you that option to to donate it. Yeah, this is triggering so many memories. I would imagine it's doing the same thing for listeners, but I just, because I just got my driver's license, not just, but like within the last year. And I remember like the last time I did that, it was just check the little box, right? Like, the organ donor? Yeah. 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 It's, it, but it's, it's amazing like how these little <laughs> casual things that you do to save $6 <laughs> like have an impact on your real like end of life situation. There might be oh, conflict yeah. with that relative to what you may have in your estate plan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This Take is my organs first. And then the second way to bring the cost down is through pre-planning. So if you use a pre-planning service, they'll offer a discount, but it's not much. The yeah. main benefit is that you are kind of like avoid, you kind of pro- prohibit your family from having to think through all this planning while yeah. they're in mourning. You've already written out, you know, the phone tree. You You've already, yeah, you already got your pastor lined up. You got your church home listed. All that stuff is just kind of there in a packet <laughs> that you like that you open. <laughs> Your family will open when you have passed yeah. away. It's like, look what he got. Yeah, oh, listen. He got the platinum packet. Yeah. Yeah. You it's just there. And then the third option is cremation, which surprisingly more people actually not surprisingly, but more people are opting for this these days. Yeah. So I found another article that had a quote from, again, the National Funeral Directors Association. And they had this prediction that by 2035, nearly 80% of Americans will opt for cremation, right? Compared to 1970, the figures were only 5%. And even in 2020, only 56% of Americans opted for it. So the number just keeps climbing as we Can't normalize. Well, it also just doesn't necessarily make sense so for... It, it, yeah, I think I think that that... So one, I do think obviously cost is certainly playing a role. And then I think that this, we spoke... We speak about this in a different context, but the shifting generational values with respect to religion that's happening and has been happening in the United States, I think, is without question influencing how people are yeah. deciding to... And like you said about debt, like this funeral would not be your only debt. There are families Correct. who are already struggling with Correct. the weight of medical debt or you know, student loan debt or just regular consumer debt. And so the idea of spending $15,000 on a a casket feels out of reach. So they opt for cremation and it's a lot less 
expensive when you look at the cost of a cremation service versus a ground burial. The median cost of cremation is about $368. And then you can opt for a cremation casket, which is about $1,300. But if you just go with an urn, you're talking about another $300. Now, again, (laughs) these numbers vary based on geography. And uh, the cost of funerals and even cremation kind of depends on where you are in, in the country. Yeah. It's, you would think it's comparable to real estate, but it's actually not. So, wow. yeah, a cremation is like the index funds of <laughs> burial services. I was, I was actually thinking of it uh, more so in line with like, like a vasectomy relative to having a child. Or something oh, like yeah. But, but the point is like there are alternatives which are significantly less expensive than like what most people opt to do once you can get over like the fear mm-hmm. of what you anticipate that experience might be like because i mean obviously like cremation you know like is, is a horrifying thought but you yeah. have to think about it a little differently than obviously look at it from a financial perspective yeah you mentioned donating the body to science i, I think i have this tendency of sort of looking at the other side of a coin like so the other the other option is to not have a funeral. And and I just think yeah. that people don't really think about that. Like, you do not have to have a funeral. Like, obviously, again, insert disclaimer, right? I, I am not, you know, clear mm-hmm. on whoever is listening and what their religious beliefs or obligations or even commitment that they may have made to someone or themselves may have been. But, like, no one's forcing you, like, literally forcing you to have a funeral. It is an option. I would imagine... a and I think Maybe. you're defining funeral the way that we do it in the United States. You do there. not need to have a formal ceremony yeah. and burial, and you don't have to do this. Yeah, you could just in, like have people over and celebrate. You know, the, a celebration of life, like, yeah. which I think a lot of people do, mm-hmm. and I feel like seems like a very practical though less maybe religious-based exercise, but you can certainly incorporate some spiritual or even religious exercise mm-hmm. into that type of ceremony. But uh, I would imagine that is significantly less expensive, even if you just have it in your home or in someone's home or in the home of the person that you lost. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just one of those evolving traditions. If you were talking about something a little more amicable, like wedding dresses, where it's like if you look back at pictures from the 70s and 80s of wedding dresses, it was a lot of fabric, long trains, long sleeves, beading, lace, like very ornate dresses. Yes. And now women opt. There are some women that still opt for ornate dresses, but you're, you're seeing a lot more like, oh, I found this white dress, you know, on ASOS or at H&M or I found it in the thrift store. And that's not what makes the wedding a wedding. So the emphasis on certain purchases or expenses will continue to change over time. And I think the one that we're talking about today is kind of like, what do you do with the physical body once the soul or whatever you believe, the life has left it? And the the act of holding on to it, of burying it, of putting it in a box and holding it on to, and burying it is very, very expensive. And we're seeing this shift in people like realizing that there are alternatives. You can yeah. still honor the dead, the deceased, the passed on, whatever you want to call it. You can still honor them without holding on to the physical meat sack of like their flesh Jeez. and bones. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. I'm running out of ways to describe and separate. 
just be <laughs> the physical Please. body from the person. Don't say that again. <laughs> I just don't want people to think that we're being flippant about like the person themselves, the soul. Yeah. We're just talking about like the, the carcass. form of the, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So first half of the podcast, we have broken down the median cost of a funeral in the United States, which we uh, have identified as like practically $10,000. Uh, once you add in a few more bells and whistles, it could easily, easily graduate to around 15. Go ahead and just call it 20, depending on the situation. Uh, we've spoken about some ways to bring that cost down. And honestly, we've spoken a little bit about you know the, the the viability of avoiding it altogether. Right? Again, you do not have to have a funeral and a wake and a repast or any of those other ceremonies to memorialize the people who have moved on. See, that's a nice way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Without you know all the well, graphic I'm, I mean, I'm goodness. describing the I body. Eat dinner later, man. <laughs> Uh, you know, also, if you don't tell your loved ones what you want, just something to think about. Like, be, be mindful that you open up the door for them to m- do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, even as I think about, like, if we pass tomorrow, like, the details of how we prefer to be m- remembered would be clearly communicated, right? We've yeah. gone through that process. We have a living trust. Uh, we did that work last year. Uh, we have policies in place to dictate how our assets should be held and mm-hmm. distributed and all of that stuff. So we've done that work. And so when we talk about things like the importance of estate planning, it also incorporates these kinds of things. But my, my point is, like, given the discomfort and the tendency to avoid covering this subject in detail, and obviously we've tried our best to navigate it while also being respectful, while also trying to offer a couple of doses of humor here. It's just very common for people to just leave it up to others. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so hopefully we can um, make a a few people out there who are really kind of taking the, this is awkward and I don't want to do anything approach, just at least think about it. It's like, all right, well, where do you think someone is going to come up with this? If Mm -hmm. that's what you want, perfectly fine. Let's build out a plan Mm -hmm. to make sure that we can do that. If that's not what you want, same answer replies. Let's mm-hmm. make sure that we can put ourselves in a situation uh, to make sure that those wishes are are filled. I have another question for you because I, I know you've given this some thought, but like, yeah, what what do you want? Yeah, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> if uh, what you want me to do? What do you, what do you want me to do? Well, according to our trust. I want to be cremated. I do not want to be buried. Pre planted and get like an <laughs> even deeper discount. <laughs> I don't know how that like works. Four hundred bucks. I don't think you can pre plan a cremation, but maybe you can. I'm gonna look it up. I- <laughs> <laughs> but I do think I want to update the trust around like what you do with my remains. So I remember talking to one of the a women I used to work for and Where unfortunately go. her, what? Where I, go. I don't know yet, but unfortunately her sister-in-law had gotten sick and her sister-in-law was young and passed away from some sort of illness. But one of the things that she required was that the family take this trip to Hawaii to spread the ashes. And she gave them like two years to plan it. Hawaii is a very popular destination, yeah. it feels like. She gave them everything, a timeline where it's like, you guys got two years. Yeah. I want to be this date. And so they were all held accountable for saving up and planning this trip, this excursion to you know, share her memories. Enough time had passed. So like they weren't like deep in the pain. And so they could actually talk and reminisce and celebrate her life 
two years later. So I love that. I just, I know, I don't know if it'll be that specific, but I do know that I don't want to be in some urn on a shelf for like a hundred years. Well, look, I don't know that that I want to come back inside every time. (laughs) What's the Ben Stiller movie where he knocked it over? Meet the Fockers? Yeah. But so again, I'm not, I I am like, I would imagine many of our listeners have not given this that much thought up until it was time for me to, record this podcast and I'm glad I did because again it's it's giving me a little bit of clarity and, and some more things to think about but I was also thinking about an urn I was like all right that is an alternative but like what do you because I, I hadn't even thought about an urn casket I was like yeah I mean but that's weird too well I, like, I just well, what want I, with this urn? I want y'all what? to not feel like you're when obligated you to come to a place or that you have to drag my you pass ashes it on? what the, the urn? urn no you take it with you when I pass, do I oh. give the urn to our son? Oh, I What's don't he, know. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They, it's I guess not you like just urns. Collect them. What do you just collect? You just have a bunch of urns? Yeah, I guess. If people, 80% of people are going to opt to be cremated. If anyone listening has been in this is there situation, gonna be like a storage send house us a note. Like, it doesn't, if you have multiple urns at your house, send us a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know how that works. I don't know because I've never seen, I've yeah. never seen one. Yeah. I've never seen oh, one. Oh, really? No, I've never seen one. Oh, so I um, You probably haven't just didn't know it was an urn. Oh my gosh. You're right. They don't look like what it's they just sound like. On like. The shelf. They don't look like what they've been through. Like like my uh yeah. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's another that's maybe <laughs> another podcast. What to do with the urn? Where do you put it? So there are so obviously there are several other other options, we're not going to go through all of them, but one that uh, we also stumbled upon, I uh, actually came across this uh, for the very first time last year that I think is relevant given this particular conversation. But in terms of how to cover the cost of a funeral, there are actually insurance policies for mm-hmm. this. There are funeral and burial uh, insurance policies. Obviously, there are also term and whole life insurance policies. So if you're thinking well, isn't that what that's for? Kinda, yes, yes and no. Yeah. The way that I think about these are is, is it's almost like stripping away one of the components of like a more comprehensive uh, life insurance policy, and they make it available for people who just want that, right? They don't want any of the other stuff. So it's typically even less expensive. It doesn't cover nearly as much. Again, it's really just to cover, you know some of the estimated costs that we said, so anywhere from like five to twenty thousand dollars, something mm-hmm. like that. The marketer in me is thinking about it. And I was like, I feel like this is really just a way for someone or uh, to check the box, but also for an insurance company to say, um, let's get you in the door, right? So that I can also send you some more offers that I'm I'm gonna hook you onto this little thing, but I really want to move you up into like a a broader, more comprehensive policy. Yeah, could I be would a say, policy. yeah, it's like a lead, you know, towards uh, something else. Really, like anything else, you can check out sites like NerdWallet.com. That was like the most comprehensive site that I found. Uh, there are a couple of articles there where they compare a few of the popular plans that are mm-hmm. out there and let you know what the ranges are, what the sort of service experience has been like. So it's mm-hmm. a pretty good way uh, to get a feel for it if that's something that you uh, might be considering. I definitely. Think think it's a relevant conversation for a lot of people, even for someone uh, who might be thinking about a plan uh, for a parent. I was just thinking that. You know, I like think it's it relevant. not necessarily be for you, but it yeah. could be like, you know what? I want to uh, avoid family conflict during these moments. I'm willing to put a policy on this person in order to help avoid uh, the situation so that when it happens, we at least know that we don't have to think about that because it can mm-hmm. create a lot of 
disruption and like a bit of a domino effect when people have to stumble up uh, or or come up with a large sum of money in a short period of time. Yeah, it's a great product for people you know you're going to have to funeralize for if you don't have another plan on how to pay for the services, right? Think of it like car insurance. You don't worry when you get wrecked because you know that most auto shops will take insurance. They coordinate with their insurer. You pay your deductible, but like the bill goes to the insurer. Very similar here. Yeah. I think the other thing that you can do if you are not interested in a financial product is really start to set that money aside in a sinking fund. Yeah. So no different than a travel fund or a fund for a down payment on a home. You can kind of prepay, in a sense, for your funeral and even invest that money in something stable like a bond index fund, yeah. a money market account, or a high-yield savings. That way, you know it's there. You can give access to the account to a beneficiary who also has power of attorney. And then there's no question about how the expenses are going to get paid for when the day comes. Right. So, again, not something I would necessarily prioritize before all of the other things that we talk about. But if you are if you know you got more years behind you than you do in front of you and you haven't started thinking about this large expense, this is an easy way to kind of set aside $25, $50 a month so that, you know, you can start to to prepare. Yeah, yeah. Lastly, I would recommend uh, checking out, I feel like I've said this before and I should just commit it to memory, but we've recorded an entire podcast episode about estate planning, right? Like this is just another reason why getting an estate plan is so important. There are several reasons why we also filmed an episode from season two of Money on the Table with several of our friends and role models about this topic. Uh, we have said it before. We're big fans of a company called Trust and Will. Uh, if you can think about an electronic sort of AI based, like really quick and seamless way to ensure that you're covered, that's why they're there. That's who we worked with. I think it's comprehensive. I think it's fast. Most importantly, it's affordable. You can get a will done for under $200. If you want a living trust, you'll have to pay a little bit more than that. So you can check out richandregular.com on the resources page. There's a link there, or you can check out that episode on YouTube. Uh, Click the links in the uh, descriptions and it'll send you right there. And I believe there might even be like a rich and regular discount code floating around mm. uh, somewhere in there. So yeah, check I think out, so. Yeah, I think I they think gave us a discount regular. code. We have a blog post about yeah, it. Yeah, don't quote it because, you know, we yeah. might get it wrong. I, we, I know. We'll, but just go watch it, click on the links because it's in there. Whatever's in there is right. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's worth a shot. Even if it doesn't work, it might be expired. It's worth, it's still very, yeah. very affordable. Um, but we might be able to save you maybe 15 or 20%. Okay, final Gosh, how appropriate. Final thoughts. I know. <laughs> it's like eulogizing. Now that I know, I eulogizing go this episode. <laughs> so I know you mentioned not having a funeral being an option. I actually like the symbolism of funerals in the sense that they kind of serve as this hard stop for one part of the morning which is like the part where you got to tell everybody and make arrangements and invite you or usher you into the next part of grieving where you need to now process the loss and deal with everything that comes with that. But I also know, as much as I appreciate the symbolism of funerals, I also know that the funeral industry has complicated the ceremony to the extent where it can quickly become a logistical nightmare and add more stress and more debt to an already grieving family. So I've always said that I wanted, you know, my legacy to be that I was a generous person and my choice to opt for a simpler celebration of life is 
is my way of mitigating against that stress and the pressure to absorb other people's pain while also allowing my family to start their healing process whenever they're ready. That to me feels like one of the most generous gifts I can give. And that's what allowed me to push through the discomfort of having the conversation and kind of setting it up in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving you a funeral in the metaverse. (laughs) I just thought about it. I'm sure a plot there would be a digital plot. Yeah, you give me a big old headstone in the metaverse. Oh yeah, the biggest one <laughs> in there. I don't know. <laughs> My final thoughts. I struggled with this one, but I, I it's easier for me to kind of just find a bone to pick. And I would say that you know, for our listeners out there. Your task with respect to my final thoughts is really around keeping it simple. Mm. Like anything else, you do not have to give anyone in your life, including yourself, the royal treatment. You don't have to literally plan a prom Mm -hmm. or a pageant to celebrate your passing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not necessary. So like I'm giving you, you know, they say like people just need to be given permission. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you permission to not go uncomfortably above and beyond out of this sense of cultural, social, or I'll go ahead and say religious obligation, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are entitled to say, I am going to find a easier, simpler way to sort of heal Mm -hmm. while also respecting this loved one, right? Yeah. Not trying to even be funny, but like if you don't know and you're at the point right now where you're stressing about how to do it, I have friends right now, one of my closest friends, uh, his wife, just lost her grandmother and she is in shambles Mm -hmm. um, because there's family conflict. They Mm -hmm. don't really know there's theft. There's all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff going on while they're also new homeowners, multiple kids, Mm -hmm. their own stuff that they're trying to deal with. But she is one of those people respectfully that I think feels obligated to do so much for her grandmother because she's the one that raised her and did Mm -hmm. all these things. And it's like, all right, on top of all of this, on top of everything that you have going on, like give yourself a break. And so yeah. my hope is actually not that she's listening, but my hope is that someone in her family who's closer to her than we are uh, can share that insight or sentiment with her. And yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Big one now. What you going to do? <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rich and Regular podcast presented by Success. If you like what you heard, I'm dying. Ooh. <laughs> to hear about it so please take a few moments to leave us a five-star rating and review on apple podcast we will see y'all next week lord willing it's not gonna kill you to do it just do it (laughs) think of it as a headstone for each episode see too much dip on the chip chip? all right all right we'll see y'all next week bye